All right, Resident Evil. Here we go. We're gonna gonna probably go into a big mansion, and there'll be some zombies, and oh, a jump scare, and oh, am I? Why am I being chased by a helicopter? And what is what is this weird nude lady monster? This is this even a Resident Evil game? Yeah, it is. It's Resident Evil Six. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The More You Nerd, where we are continuing and wrapping up our odd game out section this month with maybe one of the. Wow, I I really do think this is going to be one of the most critical we have ever been on this show. We try and try and try to not be critical on this show, but it's going to be it's going to be tough <laughs> this time. We, we'd like to see. I, I've got some positive things to say, but I have a lot of other things to say about it. And and the game in question is Resident Evil 6. But before we get into that, uh, before we introduce Leon and Jake and Chris and Ada. Miles, I want to introduce you. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm good. I'm I got to say, I I. I walked into this week expecting to do what I always do and be the, the voice of dissent. And because I'm always accused of, of loving everything, like whole hog. And uh, I, I got to say, this, this, this week took a lot out of me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's, it's an interesting game to talk about. I'm looking forward to talking about it with you. But before we start kind of really diving in, Drew... I know that, you know, people know that I'm a big survival horror fan and a big horror fan, but I also know that you are a massive Resident Evil fan. So especially as someone who and I know I've asked you this maybe on the show before, but as someone who's not a big horror fan, um, talk a little bit about your experience and your love for for this series. You know, it it's weird that I love this series so much and I don't because I don't like horror. I'm not a horror guy. I don't. I guess I've I've grown to enjoy more of it, honestly, doing the show and ma- you making me watch more of it. But uh, I I can tell you specifically when my experience with Resident Evil started, I was in a Babbage's in Pineville, North Carolina. Uh, Babbage's. I'm, I'm, I, no one can see me, but I'm pouring one out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Babbage's is one of the uh, it eventually got uh, uh, absorbed by by EB Games or GameStop or one yeah, of those. It was other. absorbed by EB Games, which was then absorbed by GameStop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I bought I found a a used copy of Resident Evil 2. And oh, so you started with two. I started with two and I, I it was relatively new at the time. I picked it up. I took I, I took it home. I looked at it. One of the discs was obliterated, scratched. Oh, no. Oh, so I no. tried to use it. It didn't work. I took it back. They literally just handed me a pristine new disc for Resident Evil 2. <sighs> Game retail was the Wild West at this point. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was it was insane how how <laughs> stuff happened back then and i'm not talking about like 
you know, the, the, the aughts GameStop era, I'm talking about like the 90s when you had a specific shop, because sometimes, yeah, you would just they would just grab the new copy and hand it to you. And you think people like to go into like go into GameStop and just hang out, you know, now or a few years ago, back in the old days, back in the 90s, it was even more of that you would hang out and just walk around and they may not even have a demo kiosk of anything, but it was the only place that you felt like you might've been around your people, your folks. Yes. I remember. Absolutely. I remember hearing about cowboy bebop for the first time standing in this, that same Babbage's talking to one of the dudes that was working there. I I had the same, the experience with EB games and tangled web, which was a come up bookshop in Spartanburg, South Carolina, where I grew up. Because everywhere else, this is before, I mean, geek culture has always kind of been a little prevalent uh, since the 90s. But this is before the big comic book movie boom. This is before video games kind of took over the world in full. And it's not that these things were necessarily always hard to find, but they were less everywhere. So you appreciated these places when you found them and you tended to gravitate towards them more frequently. It, it was also and, in the very early days of the internet. And so now where yeah. I can, where I can go on to discord, uh, like the cosmic crit discord, which everybody can come and join if they want to talk to us personally, uh, pretty much all day. Yes, it is. It is essentially the, the more you nerd discord. Uh, <laughs> Patrick is on there for, formerly on the more you nerd. We have a more you nerd channel in there. It's just a lot cleaner for us to do than than try to cannibalize the same audience. Yeah, but beyond that, uh, it, you you had to rely more on magazines and just talking to people. It, it was it was not as like chat rooms were a thing, but you know it was it was also the wild west early days but anyway to get back to it uh so i you got, started you got resident evil 2 so i started I with three's your game right three is my game uh but yeah. Re- resident evil 2 i i bought used uh and and really got into that game enjoyed it like the jump scares were just ah ah and then uh not long after two came out they finally released something called the it was the resident evil director's cut yes and I specifically got the Resident Evil Director's Cut Dual Shock Edition, which was another. <laughs> so, what what, what, folks, <laughs> wow. what folks may not know is that the original Resident Evil game, when it first came out on the PlayStation in the U.S., it was censored. There were scenes that were taken out of the game, specifically one at the very beginning, because they think they thought that one of the zombies looked a little too much like Michael Jordan, so they cut the zombie out. And I, I can't remember what else specifically they cut. There was a little more blood in a couple of scenes. It's weird that they cut anything, uh, but uh, but this was a, a re-release that included all of the the stuff that had been cut out, as well as adding the analog and vibration support for the dual shot controller which again was not the original controller for the playstation uh and uh and and even less amount of time after that re3 came out and the rest was history i played re3 over and over and over again for for me it was that first game and i i definitely remember because resident evil is given credit for not being the first but being the game to establish and popularize the survival horror genre and I remember playing that specific game and it being the first time that I felt I was getting a similar experience to what I, I got from movies or books. 
You know, it was it was very cinematic. It had an ongoing narrative because this was in an era where narrative was being explored much more fully than it ever had before. And it really, for me, in 1996, felt like I was playing a horror movie. And, 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 and you really you were. I mean, the even the acting was bad. <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, it was it was bad even for B grade, but yeah. it was still super fun. Like, I mean, I, 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 it was a flourish. I appreciate it at the time. I laugh at now. But when I was was uh, 12 years old when that came out, man, I thought it was so cool. And, and it was extremely neat. It was a short little bite sized experiment. Like like that's another thing about the Resident Evil games prior to, well, uh, this one. Those games were finish them in two hours. I think you could. I think there was. There were no such thing as achievements back in the PlayStation one, but you could unlock something special if you beat the game in an hour and a half, (laughs) something crazy like that. I think you I don't know if you. I'm sure there's a way to speed run the first one, so I'm not going to I'm not going to make any statements, but four, I remember taking more time Two, two, you could unlock unlock like special modes but yes but then four came around and really we should talk like because because as resident evil games go you had one two three and code veronica which were all sort of your third person kind of turn they called them tank controls turn and walk and point and 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 then four came along and four is when the games changed and this is really where the journey to six is going to start. <coughs> uh, so let's dive into a little bit of history. So we're not going to we'll talk a little bit about one, two and three, but really four is the important one for the sake of this story. So when Resident Evil four came out in 2005, I cannot believe that that game is 16 years old. It's wild to me. It is wild to me. Yeah, uh, it it not only revolutionized the survival horror game, but also the first person, excuse me, the third person shooter by popularizing the over the shoulder view. If you have ever, if you played video games, you know that there are first person games where you're basically in through the eyes of the character of, of who you're playing as and third person games where you're looking basically at the back of somebody. And that, that game, the games like that existed prior to RE4, but RE4 made it work. Uh, the game was a seismic shift and its influence f- was felt far outside the survival horror genre and went on to inspire other classics like Gears of War, The Last of Us, Batman Arkham Asylum, the God of War series, so many things. Uh, RE4 was labeled an instant classic across the board and ended up on many best games of all times list, as well as being a sales juggernaut. Miles, I have an honest question for you. Yes. How many copies of Resident Evil 4 do you own? I own or have owned uh, two. Four. I own the original GameCube version. I own the, I believe I own the PlayStation 2 version. I definitely own the Wii version, Mm -hmm. which I think is the superior version of the game. I own the uh, they released a version for iOS in the early days of the app store, which I bought. Oh, and, how'd that run? <laughs> uh, it was it was it was pared down. It was it was. I should say so. <laughs> um, I, I think after after we I don't think I bought it again until it was available 
in the Resident Evil Origins collection. Well, I also own it on Switch now. I bought it on Switch. Do I own it on Switch? I don't. Yep, yep, I do. Okay, so I have five copies. So, so we we are in the five timers club for Resident Evil Four. So we talk about we talk about this game as a sales juggernaut. Not only was it popular then, it has remained popular to the point where just last week, Resident Evil Four for the Oculus Quest VR headset was announced, reworking the yeah, game to be a so first wild. person VR game. This game is popular. It, it found itself in the 2012 Gamer Edition of the Guinness Book of World Records for holding the record of best selling survival horror game. However, while it does it does have that distinction, it does not hold the title of the best-selling Resident Evil game, which is fascinating. And the reasons for that are going to inform us on how we got to Resident Evil 6. And to stress why Resident Evil 4 is such a massive deal, like, because the game was not only popular, but like Drew said, it it revolutionized the way that these games were played. It, it completely flipped the switch it wasn't just that we had the over the shoulder view but it's the cameras were different they weren't stuck in that same view that was maddening in the first well that was actually what i wanted to get to drew off the top of your head because i want to stress why this game was such a big deal it may be resident evil 4 but do you know what number this Resident Evil was like which what number Resident Evil Resident Evil 4 was how many games had come out prior with the Resident Evil title uh one two three mm-hmm. code, code Veronica mm-hmm. Survivor which was the yep. uh the the light gun game mm-hmm. uh Gaiden on the Game Boy mm-hmm. um was the, was if the, you're just reading off the wiki, uh, you just tell me. No, I'm not. I'm not. You can, you can see me on the camera doing things. Um, uh, 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 was the was the the MMO out at that point? The online one for the PS2? Outbreak? Yes, 2003. Because there were two outbreaks that came out for the PS2. Yes, there were. Um, and I'm probably, I, I mean, I'm, I'm up to eight uh, on my fingers. I know I'm probably missing right. a couple. Yeah, you're missing uh, Survivor 2 Code Veronica. You are missing the Resident Evil remake and you are missing Resident Evil Zero and Dead Aim. Oh, wow. I forgot that those that get because I guess remake and and uh, Zero would have had to come out before because they didn't. They still maintained the old control scheme. Yeah. And so Resident Evil 4 was the 13th Resident Evil game. So. I think that that kind of also informs why this was such a big deal, because while you did have some that kind of broke the mold, like uh, Danny and the Survivor being either first person or light gun uh, shooters, they they mostly kind of kept the tank controls and everything like that. Uh, Code Veronica being, I would say, more than zero, the one that's kind of kept in the main line of games. It was developed at first as if it was going to be Resident Evil 3, but they decided that it wasn't going to carry the 3 title and uh, develop what would eventually be Resident Evil 3. But so series creator and Resident Evil 1 and 4 director uh, Shinji Mikami at the time was a big proponent for Nintendo. Now, Nintendo had put out the, the Resident Evil remake as well as Resident Evil Zero, both as GameCube exclusives at the time. And which was Capcom, a which was, by the way, a huge deal. Nintendo was not known at the time for having what you might call 
mature content, M-rated games, well, anything with that. blood and violence. But uh, so Capcom and Nintendo had always enjoyed a fairly beneficial relationship in the 80s and 90s. However, when Sony and then Microsoft came on the scene, Nintendo's third party output began to waver, especially on their new console, the GameCube. A lot of their, a lot of their stuff was, as Drew said, uh, more towards all ages. They weren't all specifically, I would say, quote unquote, kitty. I mean, you had Legend of Zelda and, and stuff like that. But they decided to start this the Capcom 5 initiative, which was announced as five Game yeah, GameCube exclusive Capcom games, one of which, with the full support of, of Mikami, was Resident Evil 4. And Mikami was so insistent that the game would remain exclusive that he joked in an interview with Japanese gaming magazines that he would commit uh, harakiri if the game came out on another platform. And that is something that will pick up brought up almost immediately, because as it turned out, Resident Evil 4 was such an iconic smash hit that Capcom poured the game to the PS2 10 months after its release, claiming, in fact, it did not fall under their exclusivity deal with Nintendo. As a result, Mikami transferred out of the studio who's working for it, uh, under Capcom and established the Clover studio as a Capcom imprint before leaving the company altogether. And, and this is really, really important because if you, if you read any interviews with Mikami, he talks about how Capcom, this was, a, this was a, 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 the, the moment we see Capcom beginning to shift into being much more corporate than we had seen them uh, prior. I mean, they've always been a corporation, but this is a company that would, you know, laud creative risks and 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 choices and and come out with these oddball games and what's resident evil 4 really kind of blew things out of the water they started thinking more about dollar cents and spreadsheets and less about the creative output which is hasn't kind of informed a lot of gamers opinions about capcom capcom since Resident Evil 5. And, and, and if you guys have been following our show, you saw something similar happen to Square around this time. In the, yes. In the, like it, it became more about, you know, the big name things. Once, once people start getting money, things get a little less experimental and a little more about the bottom line. And, and that's something you read about Mikami and you think, oh, he was mad that they put it out on, on PS2, so he left the company. It's not exactly that. It's really that corporate culture changing. Yes that that it became more about the money and less about the creativity and more less about making something cool and, and, and i i think that's what i'm so thankful about our show drew because i know we will never make any money so we don't ever have to worry about it <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing because it's true yeah <laughs> almost 10 years in gang uh, anyway <laughs> so but when mikami left so did a lot of what made Resident Evil special, what made Resident Evil Resident Evil. But the most obvious thing that was removed from the franchise was its survival horror nature. Resident Evil 5 came out a few years after 4, uh, and, and, but it was a more action-oriented experience. It had a multiplayer component. It was two people that could play through the campaign. Uh, there were still zombies, but it was less about being scared by the zombies and more about killing mowing them down mowing yeah. them down as they attacked you on the streets 
Uh, despite the game's departure from its horror roots, alongside criticism of imagery associated with the game's setting in Africa, uh, and with a white protagonist mowing down a bunch of African zombies. Yeah, it's, I, I remember the first time I saw that trailer and I was like, I know they don't mean for this to be what they think it is, but it looks real bad. <laughs> yeah. But even with that, despite all of that, Resident Evil still sold well, very well. Not only is Resident Evil 5 the best selling game in the franchise, it's one of Capcom's best selling games, period. Uh, I think the, the, couple, the couple of the only things that have beaten it are Monster Hunter uh, and Street Fighter 2. Which is, you know, pretty, pretty telling. Despite the yeah. sales and, and fairly decent reviews, the game did receive criticism from fans for abandoning its horror roots seemingly altogether, which to Capcom informed them on how they would proceed with Resident Evil 6, even if they didn't seem to completely understand what fans wanted. And that's that's the weird thing. It, there There is a, a very vast disconnect between when what fans ask for and how that that message is heard by the company. So they heard for for years while while making Resident Evil six, because the, the game was pretty much announced right after five came out, because I mean, again, like Drew said, this thing sold like hotcakes. They started using uh, Capcom started using buzz phrases like ultimate horror entertainment and, and bandied that about when discussing the upcoming entry in the franchise. And then producer uh, Hiroyuki Kob uh, Kob uh, yeah, Kobayashi stated, we brought zombies back because they're popular. Based on feedback from Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 5, the fact that there weren't classic zombies in those games and people really wanted them. We tried to respond to the requests and put them in this game. And, and that... I understand this is a a, a roughly translated uh, interview, but that right there kind of seems to miss the point. It's not that the zombies were the issue. It's that the horror element was gone. And, and that's something we're going to talk a lot about when we're talking about Resident Evil 6 is Capcom seemed to think that people were upset. And I'm sure there were plenty of fans who were that the traditional zombies were gone. Because in the in Resident Evil uh, Four, they were a little bit different. They were controlled by a parasite, and in Resident Evil Five, they were also a little bit different. I can't it remember was, if it's the same parasite. It, it or was not. a very uh, the Plagas, which were the the parasite. It was, it was the Plagas, okay. but it, it was a variant on the Plagas. And we also have to keep in mind that that when Resident Evil Six came out, it came out in 2012. The Walking Dead TV series started airing in 2010. Zombies were back. As all a, the rage were they it was a whole big deal in the world zombie movies were coming back out TV, of course the walking dead has been on the air for like 11 years now it's pretty yeah it's pretty wild. It's i finally, did and i did finally ending, i think uh but the the sequel series or the spinoff series are still going uh, i forgot they i forgot they announced another one that's right yeah uh, i i'm just i'm suddenly shocked looking this up for researching this that uh walking dead uh the show is older than my son i am <laughs> that's 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 crazy to me that's wild <laughs> to me it's absolutely wild anyway so so it's funny because capcom like attempted to put out this we're listening fellow kids attitude like and it was no clearer than the introduction of of new character in Resident Evil 6, Jake Mueller. 
the son of franchise vi- uh, villain Albert Wesker, who Capcom created as, su- <laughs> and I quote, as someone today's young people can empathize with. This dude is like your most run-of-the-mill, haircut, buzzed dude. There's nothing interesting about him at all. He is a, he is a guy who is a mercenary who only cares about money because he had a, a rough growing up, and and it it's it is the most stereotypical character you could possibly yeah, imagine. It, it, and, if, and if if quote unquote my dad's old spice was a person, it would be Jake. So I, I will also mention and spoiler warning for Resident Evil Five and many other Resident Evil games. Albert Wesker was the bad guy in most of the Resident Evil games. He is like the guy, even from de- to the very beginning, he turns on on the stars team that goes in because it turns out he's a scientist for Umbrella making bioweapons, blah, 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 blah. RE5, they finally kill Wesker. They kill him. And then RE6, his son shows up as a main character. It just it's it it's not. I don't know who wanted that. I don't know who wanted I'm that. I'm getting flashbacks to how stupid that last fight is with Wesker. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the production itself also had over a development staff of over 600 people. Capcom's largest to date. So you talk about things that are made by committee and micromanaging. There is no bigger example than Resident Evil 6 here. In the end, though, Despite all the corporate speak of horror entertainment and echoing fan desires, uh, Mishika Kawada told the gaming press that the survival horror market was too small for Resident Evil. And the series needs to be a a more action oriented, uh, needs to head in a more action oriented direction. And boy, howdy, did it. RE6 was released on October 2nd, 2012. And I love that you just went forward. You're just so disgusted. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm I'm re- like it's it's so weird on the show. We try not to do this and I am just ready to. I'm ready to rip this game apart and I hate I hate feeling this way. I hate it. I hate feeling this way. But here we are. Uh, so October 2nd, 2012, the game comes out and oddly, as, as I as I think about this game and I think about this game's reputation. Because this was the first time that I have played RE6. Uh, Same. I, I looking at reviews. I expected these reviews to all be terrible. But most of the reviews were, were fairly middling. Some were honestly pretty good reviews. But there were plenty of, for every 6 out of 10 or 8 out of 10, there was a 1 out of 10 or a 3 out of 10. Uh, so uh, speaking of one 3 out of 10 review, Destructoid, uh, the, the website, uh, cited Resident Evil 6 as not only a step back for the series due to the game's new and unconventional features, but a step back for commonplace, unassuming action shooters. Fan reaction, oh, man. Yeah, which we'll get into this. Uh, fan reaction was more harsh. Many returned or traded in their copies fairly quickly, and the cultural conversation was that RE6 was an absolute dud. While the game, as of December 2020, has sold over 7 million copies, uh, 7 million and two, thanks to the two of us, because uh, we're real smart. Yeah. Which is by well, no... we also paid $7 or $8 for it, so... Sure, but it still counts to that number. Uh, it, it was, which is... So it sold 7 million copies as of then. 
by no means a flop. It has also since been released on the the because this came out on the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. It's gotten released on PC and the PS4 and the Xbox One. Uh, so they did switch and switch. Did it? Is it on switch? It is on switch. It's on switch. Uh, which, but when taking into account all of the resources that Capcom put into this, this 600 person dev team, Capcom conceded that the game was a disappointment. Uh, corporate to the very end, though, the company didn't admit it was wrong, issued a statement that the game suffered from poor sales due to various development challenges and inadequate organizational collaboration across the company. The series then... What, what, is, what is that? Yeah, what is that? What is that? Uh, the series remained fairly quiet as far as mainline titles, though we did get some 3DS titles. and You've got a, Revolution, a Revelations game, which the Revelations game are kind of fun. Yeah, I've heard that they're good. Uh, but, the, but again, the Revelations game are... Uh, games are a lot of, of, of rehashes and... and and other mm-mm, things mm-mm, that's chronicles revelations oh. are both brand new stories well there you go i learned something new today uh but the- I, I picked them both over the holidays for like less than 10 bucks each and they're 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 resident evil light so don't go in expecting a full resident evil experience but they're they're pretty fun yeah uh, and, and then of course most recently uh the game resident evil 7 came out resident evil 7 biohazard or biohazard 7 resident evil uh if you're in japan <laughs> um, and- i love that <laughs> I, I i love that so much it's so dumb but it's fun uh for 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 folks that don't know biohazard is the name of the resident evil games in japan uh and so which honestly it kind of i mean i know we're used to resident evil it is burned in our brains biohazard makes more sense as a title i actually prefer resident evil oh i do well, too let me say i'm just saying let me say, it makes more sense as a title i preferred <laughs> resident evil when the games were about going into a town or a mansion not not running across a skyscraper <laughs> in the only thing missing uh, was like 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 in 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 the movie like papa roach need to be playing throughout this game yeah <laughs> like uh, that that's what this game is this game is like playing a papa roach video but resident evil 7 kind of rewrote the book again on the franchise and has a much different feel a very different feel to the games that came before it uh and and really returned to much more of a horror franchise oh, instead of an action franchise uh so let's get started on resident evil 6 okay hold on let me let me make sure i'm i'm ready here drew um i've got my wine yeah you're gonna need it so i'm gonna go uh, through i'm gonna go through a little bit of the story and i say a little bit of the story because this game is pretty long and that was not what i was expecting it is a chapter based game there are four different campaigns a campaign focusing on our character leon first introduced in resident evil 2 uh, my, cam- man. my campaign focused on chris redfield a, a character introduced in resident evil the original uh the original resident evil he's one of the two player characters in that game uh a campaign based on jake who you don't know who that is when you start the game <laughs> You find out through playing part of the game and a secret campaign. uh, If you were playing the original version of the game, this campaign would unlock after you completed the other three campaigns, but in every subsequent release. And it was actually patched into the original, a fourth campaign, which was sort of a, 
of a, of an answer, get, get some story answers featuring the character Ada Wong, who was introduced in RE2 and has been sort of a mysterious character, often associated with Leon ever <laughs> and since. And that, that Leon has apparently been holding a candle for for like 10 years and hasn't seen since Resident Evil 2. And never really knew who she was even then. But uh, so... We, so we 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 <laughs> scene they have with him just like stared after her and she means something to you doesn't it it's it's i'm sorry it's it's so, hilarious so so gang i'm gonna tell you guys how the first resident evil begins actually no i'm gonna tell you how the second resident evil begins because we're gonna t- focus on the character of leon s kennedy best boy best boy leon s kennedy Resident Evil 2, 1998, I think, is when 2 came out. I believe that's correct. Leon Kennedy is a rookie cop. It's his first day on the shift. <laughs> it's he his is, first day. It is his first, his first day. day. He is driving into <laughs> Raccoon City to take on a new role as, as a rookie cop at the Rock, Raccoon City Police Department. And wouldn't you know it, he comes across a zombie outbreak and has to fight his way through meeting up with a number of characters, including Claire Redfield, Chris Redfield's sister, Ada Wong, uh, a, a, a girl named Sherry Birkin, uh, and a number of, of, of other things. Uh, and, and luckily by the skin in this game too, right? She is. Yeah. (laughs) By the skin, by the skin of his teeth makes it, makes it out. How does resident evil six start miles? I will tell you. (laughs) I will tell you how Resident Evil 6 starts. Leon S. Kennedy is talking to his good friend, the President of the United States, who then turns into a zombie that Leon has to kill. Okay, so what's weird is this was not the problem I had with this this story because, (laughs) because we establish in Resident Evil 4 the relationship between Leon and the president. And I guess after he saves his daughter, they become Biffles, uh, <laughs> even though the president is clearly his grandfather's age. <laughs> and, and in this time, and, and again, Resident Evil 4 sets this up. Leon has become some sort of super spy. Like, dude is basically Bond. Yes. And now, now I will say, even in RE4, it is... I know it's weird to say this about any Resident Evil game, but RE4, as wild as that game gets, it is somehow more grounded than RE6. So, and I think this, I I think you are absolutely correct, Drew, because all the good Resident Evil games begin with a very, uh, I don't want to say, grounded is the best word to use, yeah, a very grounded story that it's a very uh, insular how about, story. How about, how about less less grounded, more local? There's there's that, but I mean it is you know a fairly believable story. And in the the third act of every single Resident Evil game, there there is a moment which I call going down the elevator. Uh named after the moment you go down the elevator in the first Resident Evil game and everything opens up and becomes insane. This Japanese anime insanity. Uh, and and to, spo- game- to spoil the original Resident Evil, you're in a mansion filled with zombies and other other monsters trying to figure out what's going on. And you go down the elevator and all of a sudden you find out that underneath this mansion 
is a super high-tech lab that has been responsible for creating these bio weapons. And that your your cohort, Wesker, is the, is the one leading these things. It's wild. Anyway, Miles, continue. So one through four all have this. Code Veronica has this. RE0 has this. The, the, main, the main stories that, that most people care about, because Dead Aim and Survivor are about practically nobody. Resident Evil 5, to an extent, kind of has this. Resident Evil 6 throws all of that out the window immediately. You are in a high-octane, insane action situation from the get-go. Now, you do flash back to several hours earlier, but it's too late. You've already pressed the acceleration, and even though you start off with just zombies to fight so you can get used to the bonkers combat system they've set up, which... I, I will talk about that in a second. I dislike the controls in this game immensely. I do too. It it doesn't give you a chance. And, and and this is what made the survival horror stuff work. It doesn't give you a chance to to set yourself within the reality of of Resident Evil. And and, and so but but I wanna I I actually I'm gonna defend the game for this portion. Oh, I, I mean I've I've got things I like about it too. Because I will say the story of this game is bombastic and wild and where this game succeeds is when the game has near goofy levels of stuff going on when 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 leon and and his tag team partner helena because every one of these characters we mentioned uh, is the focus there is a second player that is there computer controlled or you can also co-op with someone which miles and i did for a portion which we will talk about in a bit Um, (laughs) i'm sorry there is something amazing that happened during our co-op session yeah so but when when the game is at its zaniest it's fun there is something there is something really fun about about leon uh being on a plane and looking around uh, like uh, talking to people on the plane and and it's this super expensive private jet (laughs) which with which i love that they had a magazine rack in that section that had such hit magazines as my car and boats (laughs) i mean i I give them credit for like you know that because i just i don't think anyone cares about that but i do i do like that that's a a thing because i all like drew i like looking at when when anyone attempts to make uh, a world look more full and, and readable. I do stop and look like to see what they did with like, Oh, did they take magazines and just like crop some stuff on there? Or, you know, cause sometimes I've seen ones where they took real ads. I think some, some games, I think the, the getaway got in trouble cause they took like an actual Burger King from London and put it in the game and didn't tell Burger King. Oops. <laughs> So I, I I do like like looking at that stuff, but 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 then but then of course a zombie outbreak breaks out on the plane, so he now has to has to cleanse all the zombies off of this plane, and it's silly, and then he has to land the plane, and it's dumb and it's fun, but where this game doesn't work with this is they have all these super high stakes for for that side of thing. But but I'm going to flash back a little bit in the game. It's one of the first things that happened. Uh, 
Leon is teamed up with this secret service agent named Helena, who has all the answers, but none of the answers. You're supposed to follow her and you don't find out anything about who she is or what is going on. You're just supposed to trust her. And it's this whole thing. And it turns out she is looking for her sister who disappeared in this place that simultaneously looks like an underground ancient Roman Coliseum, but also a lab. And there are these cocoon monsters. It's 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 dumb, but whatever. Well, it turns out her sister was kidnapped by these people and you see her sister and there is this, oh, my sister. I forget what the sister's name is because she's literally alive for two seconds before she turns into a nude monster with big monster arms coming out of her back. <laughs> you paused the wrong part. <laughs> and OK, so. And and so and so that's that's like and so then you just kill the sister and you she she the, the Helena is sad for two seconds before you're literally attacked by a giant zombie sharkigator. And you don't care about that at all. The, when the game tries to be serious, which it does a fair bit, none of those moments landed for me. Not a single one. It, 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 it's like it, it it wanted to have it all. So it tried to have it all, but because it tried to have it all, it didn't have anything. Uh, and this right. is and this is before talking about the controls, which are. <sighs> I've played better, I've played worse. They are. Mediocre at best, they're a little sluggish. I think they're better in the version we played than the original version. Um, I had more problems with the fact that, okay, so this is a three, a 3d third person action game, right? So miles, let's say you come across a two foot, uh, a two foot little barrier and you run up to it. What can you do in this game? Press X, press X and you'll jump over it, right? What happens if you come across a two foot, one inch barrier? What happens? Good luck. Absolutely nothing. You can't do anything yeah. with it. It, it the the they created they created jumpable objects, but they didn't bother to. They loaded the, they loaded the game with places that you are content blocked off of because you know uh, why why would you you know you can't go everywhere in video games. I understand that, but they 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 littered it with the same things that in other parts of the game you can easily jump over that you just can't jump over here. I I find the the lack of actual jumping is weird to me. Uh, th- that 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 it was made in in 2012, and it still has these antiquated, almost quick timey exploration types. It just it just it didn't it didn't jive with me. The game the game also didn't uh, invite you to really take advantage of some of the stuff that it was trying to do some of the cinematic stuff that it was trying to do because it just throws it on you and without any preparation and resident evil is pretty infamous at doing this it did it in five and it did it in four four it seemed to do better because it kind of slowly introduced it to you but like sometimes some things are happening like a train is coming yes <laughs> and it's like and it goes oh yeah press uh circle and x and i'm just like okay why and the train runs me over 
Uh, spectacularly, might I add. I'll, I'll give him props for that. When the train runs you over, you explode in a in a a firework of of blood and gore. The the game is a supremely polished pile of garbage. <laughs> yeah, I mean that 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 is the the interesting thing is like I can't say like I can't say that the game is poorly made because it isn't. Definitely not. I think it, it is ineffectively designed. I think the HUD is abysmal. It is not fun to use. It does not invite crafting. It does not invite the typical things that you would do in Resident Evil. And that's why they kind of went right back to almost the kind of suitcase type of view that they used in uh, prior Resident Evil games, because the the weird kind of uh, appy menu that they used just did not work for me at all. So the, I didn't I didn't mind that menu. What I minded was that they built this game from a co-op perspective, first and foremost. There is no pause in this game. No. Which is weird because it is it's not an NMO. It's not Destiny. There is no reason that you can't pause this game. It's like they didn't want to build a pause mechanic than to build a way to not have a pause mechanic when you are partnered with somebody. And and even with the narrative, I feel like they didn't need to uh, assuming you start with Leon because you can start with whoever you feel like. Um, I start with Leon because he's one of my favorite characters in the franchise. And I guess he's supposed to be kind of the, the first one that most people are going to play because even the end of his story gives you like, okay, this is the end of Leon's story, but if you want the rest of the actual Resident Evil 6 story, you got to play Chris and Jake. Which because is, you, don't, you don't get the end but, of but, the Resident Evil 6 story. And I will story. say, in concept, I really like that. I really like knowing that when I play through Leon's campaign and we come across Jake and Sherry, who is also in this game, Sherry from Resident Evil 2, uh, who is also like a secret agent now as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you face if you face umbrella zombies that you become a secret agent, it's just part of the gang. But I, I, the, I actually yeah. I like the like as you run across them and then the four of you have a boss battle against this thing and knowing that. And, and at some point, you're two of the characters that are not the main two, like Leon has been paired with Helena. Jake is paired with Sherry. But all of a sudden, Leon and Sherry have to fight part of the boss battle while Helena and Jake have to fight part of the boss battle. It's interesting how those things are broken up in concept. In execution, you're fighting the same boss battles four times. Yes. And so uh, when, so when you. One of the weird things about this game is you have four stories you can go through. In concept, I don't mind that. Uh, traditionally, in a lot of the numerical Resident Evil games, uh, except for five and four and three. Okay, so the first two Resident Evil games, and I think Zero and Code Veronica as well, you get to choose one of two characters. Uh, Code Veronica, you don't get to choose. It just plays through. Okay. Because uh, because because uh, it's one story than the other story. OK, OK. <laughs> so it may be just the first two. And I think zero because you're Rebecca and Barry. I no, think? it's not Barry. It's a new guy introduced for the sake of that game. Who is a. What's his name? I don't remember. You tell it Steve because Steve's Co Veronica, I thought. No, it's or maybe I'm mixing the two of them up. Steve Burnside is is uh, um 
No, it's it's oh, it's a uh, what's his name? Hang on, let me. I'm gonna find it. Well, you keep talking, and I'll find it. Okay, so <laughs> maybe it's not as much as, as I expected. Uh, oh, you're thinking about uh, Billy Cohen. Billy Cohen. That's it. Uh, so you can switch between those in in zero. Um, so the original but, game, but you're playing set- those two at the same time, basically, right? Yes. But which which I is I believe so. Which is which is you're playing these two characters at the same time, but you cannot switch between the two of them. You cannot switch no. back and forth between Leon and Helena. You cannot switch back before back and forth between Jake and and Sherry or Chris and the dude that Chris is hanging out with, whose name I do not remember. Anyway, uh, I don't remember either. OK, so so uh, maybe it's not as big of a deal as I was making out. But in the first in the first two Resident Evil games, you could pick one protagonist story or the other. In the first one, it's Chris or Jill. In the second one, it's Claire or Leon. And they both have a, especially in the second one, a different experience. Now, I see the benefit in implementing something like that back into the franchise. But I think the problem is you have so many characters that you're trying to put in this game and such a large story that it may have helped to either redesign the narrative into either two paths that allow you to see the bigger picture or get rid of the idea that you can choose all together and just make this a a multi-character game just a linear game yeah which and then and then if you want to add ada in as a bonus then you can still do that because after you complete the game okay now you can go through ada's thing and get all the questions that you still have yeah and and i think that's what bothered me the most about because for me if i were going to start with leon for example Again, this this game doesn't start grounded. It already starts with everything cranked up to to 10. I would dial back to about a few hours before when he everything's kind of insular and and don't do the flashback thing and and start with things right as they get crazy with the president. And and create maybe even have a little bit uh, of a prequel mission so that you can introduce reintroduce everybody but also keep it grounded because leon's mission when you get when you get to the flashback point is not that insane at first and it allows you to appreciate when things get crazy it's pretty resident evil at first um miles we should talk about what happened when the two of us played together okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna set i'm gonna set the stage with this because i think the most frustrating thing about this game is really how mediocre playing it is and that's what it is i don't want to say resident evil 6 suck because the thing is it's a polished game it's perfectly playable it's just not exceptional it's not and i think that's the thing is in a franchise which has more exceptional entries than not in its in its main games which I'm counting one, two, three, Code Veronica, even zero, four, five, and six, and seven. The two that really stand out for, as stinkers for me are five and, and six. And, and five is at least a little bit more palpable than, than this game. And I think you're onto something because the entire time that we played together, you're just like, I'm bored. So- and that's, 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 that's the problem, is the game, 
does not engage you at all. It, 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 there's no fun. There's no whimsy. There's, I complained about Resident Evil 7 when I, first, when, I, when I played it, that it lacked a little bit of that kind of Japanese anime bull shenanigans. And it, and there is a little bit at the end, but like not really. There, there is, there's a that 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 special blend of of excellent survival horror and anime nonsense that Resident Evil perfected for a very long time and did so at a very superlative level. So for them to release, and I get everyone releases duds. You know, this this ain't Dylan goes electric, but at the same time, for for Resident Evil to to be released in in this form, in this narrative and this play style, it it just it lacks a whimsy in in playing that I just I don't have any joy when I play it. It's not that the game is bad; it's that to me the game is joyless, and for me that's worse. So Miles and I are playing. No, I'm agreeing with you, but I'm going to add in what actually oh, happened. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. What actually no. happened that highlights this. So Miles and I are playing, and the segment of the game we are playing is the end of the Leon Helena campaign. We are going after the the big bad who has turned into a a monster, and we're you know, oh, it's fun. We're, you know, we're having a decent time. We're joking with each other. We're yeah. getting on a subway and we're picking up things and we're going to the top of the subway and the bottom of the subway and the top of the subway and the bottom of the subway where we're shooting at this bad guy. And then all of a sudden we have to escape this city and we die because there's blue fog around that we didn't get out of fast enough, even though they don't tell you that you have to get they, out of it fast. Get, the game does not communicate with the player at all. <laughs> so... We get past all of that. We get another cutscene with with Chris and I think his name is Pierce. I don't remember. Um, and there's an, an eight Pierce. There's an eight an Ada scene and there's a helicopter and oh we're almost done. But then we are accosted by oh the bad guy's back. Except this time he is a giant monster that we have to shoot these glowing things on him. And <sighs> so yeah, the game didn't really communicate. Doesn't matter. <laughs> What happened, though, <laughs> is that I am at this point so bored. Oh, this I, is right before the boss. No, I fell asleep during the boss. I fell asleep playing this game during the final boss fight. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to like call him over or something. And he's not moving. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe one of the kids, you know, needs something or, or, or Rebecca. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm patient for I mean, it's not a very long time, but in game time, it's, you know, been about a minute, maybe 45 <laughs> seconds, which doesn't seem like a lot. But, you know, pause this thing in silence for 45 seconds and then you got to get the idea. Because we've been talking this entire time. We played for about, what, an hour and a half, two hours? Something like that. Yeah, we played for a while. And I kind of hear him start and he's like, I just fell asleep. <laughs> I've been asleep this entire time. And I'm sitting here like, no way. That does not happen. Not in the middle of a boss fight. And that is kind of indicative of this experience. And I, I hate it. 
I hate it so much that I'm saying this stuff. Like, again, I'm not saying the game sucks, but the game does lack soul. And I think because of that, none of... It feels like, especially if you're a fan of the series, like I am, it feels like a chore that you have to go through. It feels like homework. And it's yeah. a bummer that feels like homework because you you kind of have to know because weirdly enough, despite the fact that it, it, it sort of rebooted the series, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard I, falls in line in the timeline. And there is some straight up nonsense because of the idea of of how Umbrella continues on. And it's it's that's a whole deal. <laughs> but. I, I really wanted to kind of be the dissenting voice here. I wanted to say, oh, man, this game's not that bad. Oh, it's not that bad. Hey, it's it's the, I mean, we have done that for other things that, that and I just I I fell asleep during the final boss battle of the game or at least of one chapter campaign in the game. That is something that happens if something is too long or too boring. Oh, I also want to preface that this was like on a Saturday at 7 p.m. Like this was not, oh, we were playing till the, the late hours of the no, morning. It wasn't, it wasn't seven. It was like it was like 930, but I don't know what 930. I don't it think it wasn't seven because because I, I would not have started before. seven. Before. Oh, that's right. That's right. We start playing around. OK, yeah, it, it might have been almost it, almost nine o'clock, which for both of us, especially since we rate all the time in Destiny is still nothing. And so for for that game to have that much of an effect on on Drew, and I mean, I don't blame him that the, there are <laughs> I felt so old. I felt like the oldest dude. It's just no, but, I mean, I've, I've it's, fallen asleep playing games before. It's not that it's it was just it's uh, the, the game is was genuinely boring. Like even when we were trying to figure out how to beat the boss, like it was like, oh, this is this is what we do. OK, that's fine. And then I woke up and we beat it like it's it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not. Like and, and what sucks is like these boring things are are sandwiched sandwiching some really fun stupid moments there is a glorious moment when the elevator that you're on breaks and you start swinging around and it's just nuts that kind of outright anime stupidity i loved i could have used more of it especially the bosses which felt really uninspired there was glob monsters basically everything was a glob monster in this game and it's just it's it's it felt it was all glob monsters and that one naked lady. And that was it. And, and, and there were also just sections where, especially after you fight the naked lady, but before you fight the zombie shark dile that, that it's just the most, the the (laughs) most boring, just like, I know where we're going, but I have to go through all of these just like, rickety wooden bridges and all of this stuff and you're fighting these you're 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 in virginia (laughs) it's not like you're in this crazy place but you're underground and you're fighting these zombies that look like they're dressed as roman soldiers it's it's dumb and it's just so long it's so long It, it it is and and what's wild is like I see the corporate speak at work here. I see we put in the regular zombies. There's a moment that the zombie slowly looks towards Leon, 
like in like the, the like the first zombie you ever experienced in Resident Evil One does, uh, as or if the first like, zombie that you ever see in Resident Evil One Director's Cut DualShock Edition. Thank you. I don't know. It's the one I remember from when I played it. It was, um, it was the one that was cut out of the original game. Anyway, moving on. They. So the, the, that's that's them saying, "See, we're, we are we are listening to you." But adding adding regular zombies and then going about your business and making this action game, and and then then in the end, add out flat out admitting, "Oh no, uh, the survival horror genre is a little too niche for us now." Even though you know that's what you come here for. Yeah, we're we're going more action, and this is that that's the the the, the umbrage I take with this game is this game is is the proof that the Resident Evil series does not need to be an action series. And 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 the the kind of exclamation point on that is the success of Resident Evil 7. I will also add to that the success of Resident Evil 2 remake and the slightly and, less success yeah, of 3. Resident Evil 3 remake, which is Resident Still Evil did well. Resident Evil 3 was more of an action game than 2, but that is a game that is that nails the shooting that gets what how those games are supposed to play keeps the the scare factor keeps the tension super high that that tension is super high because yeah it's more action oriented because you're being pursued and and that's different and that's different you because Resident Evil 2 remake and Resident Evil 3 remake are fantastic fantastic games they're fantastic remakes it's almost like they maybe learned a lesson between making seven and making those two in in the the fallout from six. And I say fallout. The game sold well. It's not like it, it, did. it, it, it we talked about this in, in our history section. It was a successful game. It just wasn't well, corporate wise it, it, as successful as it needed to be to be considered a success. The thing about Resident Evil is it's like Final Fantasy. It is always going to sell millions of copies. It does. The, the question is, how many millions will it sell? And and whether or not those games are successes are dependent on how much money the studio puts into it. But so you can you can also argue the fact that so many people are Resident Evil fans that they're going to buy this game anyway. I kind of I was burned by five. I, I didn't like where it was going. Chris is not a character I care about much at all, which. Ugh, I. I. I am very excited about Resident Evil 8 because it looks like a good solid horror game and uh, Vampire Lady. But the fact that Chris is in it just kind of of all the people you can buy. I just think he's I think he's a boring character. Um, but that that. Besides that. I, for me, like I didn't play this game when it came out because it looked like. All the stuff that they they all the mistakes they made in five, they doubled down on in six. And I, I am someone who has watched almost all of the Resident Evil CGI movies. And if this had been a Resident Evil CGI movie and paced properly, I think it would have been fine. And still like, could be. You never know. I mean, these they they're these... Yeah, because if I don't have to play the game, <laughs> I think it might be a little bit better of an experience. I mean, that, that, that's the thing is like because all the CGI movies, you know, they they start off a little insular depending on the, its story. Some are better than others, but they all get wacky. 
as every Resident Evil does and should do. I mean, in Resident Evil 5, one of the things I did love about the game is you fight a boat. Like, you, Chris Redfield, as a small human man, fight a boat. <laughs> and not just, like, not like, oh, this this little rickety boat, like, got infected. No, no, you fight something that has possessed basically a cruise ship, like a giant, like, liner. It might be an oil rig or something, but it's a stupid fight, but it's also, like, the best part of the whole game. Because you walk away having fought, fought a boat. And this is also after the going down the elevator moment in five. I think it's going to it through a cave door. But it, it, it's after the threshold of the insular localized kind of horror moment. And, and this game doesn't give you any of that. It, it does in sort of a we have survival horror at home way. <laughs> and it's just it's 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 never it's the best way i can put resident evil 6 is resident evil 6 feels like the 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 second half of a resident evil game and if we had gotten a compelling first half then the second part which is most of resident evil 6 might have played better for me yeah and it sucks. I, I want to love this game. I love Resident Evil, but. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to it, love this it, game. It really challenged my cheery disposition. <laughs> I, I, this is the most critical we have ever been on this show. And yeah, I can think of very few times in in my tenure at the more you nerd that I have been critical on things. And, and even not thinking now, the last time I was hypercritical on something was our challenge to do uh, My Hero Academia. And for whatever reason, it fell flat for me. And even with that, I feel like, you know what? Maybe I just wasn't in the right space of uh, of mind to see it. And, and I, 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 I mean, the rest of us got into that show. We were all kind of yeah, surprised that, that, that you didn't, it, honestly. It's wild that I was the odd man out. The one who's always said, oh, yeah, Miles loves everything. But, you know, it, I also feel like, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I said this last week when we were talking about, um, we talked about last week. Uh, Sonic Spinball. Yes. Um, I, saw, I said this last week when I, uh, when I talked about Sonic Spinball, and I'm going to say again this week. I, I know that we have been critical, and I know that we have, especially this week, we've been a little bit more negative. But I don't think we have been unfair this game i i i fell asleep in the last boss battle miles i don't think we're being unfair this game is not good it is in fact bad and i'm not afraid to say it i didn't in, i enjoyed a little <laughs> bit of my time with it but i disliked strongly a lot of my <laughs> other time with it i know i just i hate i hate i hate getting some things just like the the total shoulder but Especially with our, our our reputation at being super positive dudes, the more you nerd, and and here we are just duking on this game. Well, look, here's the but, here's the here's the real but, here's the real thing. This, but, this should just prove that we we are 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 not like super positive. We love everything. Things we try to find things we like, and we talked about things we like with this. But sometimes things are not redeemable. 
And I don't think this game is for me personally. And I don't. I want- mean, I I don't I don't disagree. And and that, I think that's what kind of kills me is I don't disagree with you at all. And this is not a like, oh, I don't want to agree with Drew. It's it's more I just I hate. I always hate having an experience where I can't find much to redeem for it. And like there there have been times where like I'll finish something that we talked about that I didn't really care for and and come around on it. Uh, And. I've also I've, I remember being the the voice of dissidents in, in many of our conversations when when y'all were were a little bit harsher on things but here man i just i yeah i'm with you i I can't do it (laughs) this game is just it is it is actively not fun to play and especially when you're a fan of this franchise that wants to like really dig into the lore and stuff so you have to play it 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 just if like i said before it feels like homework and that sucks and as we sit here a few weeks away from resident evil 8's release reflecting on reflecting on the franchise as a whole knowing that resident evil 6 was made in response to to reactions to resident evil 4 and resident evil 5 and this is what they came up with and knowing that resident evil 7 was popular but was also divisive because to a lot of fans of the well, highly regarded Resident Evil 7, it didn't feel like a Resident Evil game. And knowing that they are making changes to Resident Evil 8 based on that and based on the popularity of Resident Evil 2 remake specifically, I am more worried about Resident Evil 8 right now than I was before we started playing this game. I... I don't know if I'm that worried. I mean, like Resident Evil Five, I don't know if got if it got a lot of Game of the Year awards. Um, Resident Evil Seven definitely did, and while people did dislike, and my, myself included, sometimes the first person experience, they were trying to capitalize off the fact that Konami dropped the ball on Silent Hills, and we we're going to run away with that PT experience, and I mean. I played through it recently. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a solid game. I have different opinions about that. I don't have to make this episode any longer than I am, but I just refer to that game as Rob Zombie's Resident Evil. <laughs> um, I, I, I would welcome some changes. I, I think the, the focus on horror is what people loved about that game across the board. And so we'll see if they stick with that because they also know if they, if they screw this one up, this series is going to be back where it was when six came out. And we will be getting remakes of all the good games again. Well, they've already announced a remake of RE4, so we'll see what happens. Have they officially that. announced that? I can't remember. But at this, point, <laughs> at this point, Miles, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I'm tired of talking about this game. I'm ready to move on and ready to find out what we are talking about next week and for the next month. Well, Drew, as you know, April is ending. And it's gonna be anime. April showers bring Japanese animation. What? I don't know, man. I'm <laughs> you tired. Are tired of talking about this. <laughs> um, so next month, April is ending, and it's going to be anime. Last year, Drew and I went through season one of Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. 
this year we thought we were going to focus on standalone films because I feel like outside of Studio Ghibli and a handful of classics, the anime film doesn't get talked about too much in, in I think, Western nerd circles. I had to look up a number of them because so much of anime that I have ever watched, 99% of it has been TV series. Yeah, and we've done some on the show. We've done Paprika and, and, and stuff like that, but uh, I thought this would be a good, good opportunity for us to, to come up with four titles that are and we tried to avoid some of the obvious classics there's one title i think in in here that we'll do at the end of the month that is a little bit the most obvious of of the the four um but but so noah keep yeah we tried no akira no miyazaki movies none of that we're trying to focus on anime films that we think may have a, a reputation but that are not as well known um, and if you remember, uh, Drew asked for solicita- solicitations for his anime choices. And as soon as I put that out in the world, he decided what he wanted to watch. <laughs> hey, you know, it happens, man. <laughs> so next week, we are going to be talking about a movie that I remember being on the pre-roll advertisements for nearly every VHS anime that I ever rented from Blockbuster back in the 90s. Uh, it has had a couple of different uh, titles and how it's been released, but I'm going to go by the one that is listed heavily now. Royal Space Force, The Wings of Oniamis. Uh, Which a, it sounds like a, a Drew movie. It is a 1987 movie about uh, a, a an Earth-like planet that uh, with 20th century technology and a group of people who are trying to get to space. Uh, and and I I'm so. I, I always wanted to see it back in the day and I never saw it, and I have no idea if it's actually any good or not. I just know that it looked really cool. Uh, and uh, that's all I know. This is this is a total gut choice. I have no preconceived notions about this because all I know is that it was a pre-roll ad in the 90s for anime. And I'm excited to see it. I am. I am so excited. One, because I had never heard of this movie. I think I had seen commercials as a kid as well, getting a, a VHS from Manga Entertainment. and. I I don't know anything. I'm looking at some of the artwork for it. Uh, it's uh, streaming on High Dive and VRV, which is basically uh, aggregated High Dive. And the the banner they have for this movie is is absolutely gorgeous. It's like the sunset with a a, a kid on a bike looking at a a ship kind of taking off from an aircraft carrier. It's very very cool i am i know nothing about this and 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 that makes me excited because the, my two choices are are ones that i i have seen and, and want people to see and especially want drew to see but i am i am very excited because i have no idea what i'm getting into and i also like it's called royal space force it's got this really cool early 90s late 80s animation style so i know that's that is drew all over and I'm excited. I can't wait to check this bad boy out. And and one thing I do know is that this is the first title of the production company Gynex. Yeah, that was one of the things that when I was looking onto Wikipedia that I was like, oh, yeah, when you brought this up, it's like, we got to we got to play this one. 
so Gynax, for for folks that don't know, is the the production company responsible for Neon Genesis Evangelion and Fully Cooly and Gurren Lagan, and it's no longer in production, I don't think. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think it still exists, but it's not really doing anything. They definitely haven't put out a release. Um, apparently, the uh, the last thing I saw they were supposed to do is something called Zero Century. And it's still TBA. Yeah. So uh, that that this this is a a team in their first work that will become huge with what they do. And, and again, no idea. I am excited to see this. It is going to be a little harder to find because it's only on this this high dive service and and Verve, which VRV, which which just aggregates the high dive stuff. But that's going to be next week and our first. Yeah any may for 2021 i yeah. am and excited. You, you can also uh rent it for on itunes for three dollars and 99 cents oh yeah so four bucks on and, and that's probably true on amazon as well if you most likely it that way uh so with that said miles uh where can people find us you can find us at twitter at the more you nerd you can find us at facebook.com slash the more you nerd you can email us at themoreyounerd at gmail.com. You can buy our merch at themoreyounerd.threadless.com. We should be having some new stuff in the works for you uh, as we have had two challenges that we need to figure out stuff for. Um, and I believe that's it, Drew. So uh, take us out. So We're going to end this show as we always do with a rousing a nerd, nerd out. out.